right, all right. Welcome back to Off the Back Fence, the sports podcast by 2.30-somethings who love yarning about sport. As per usual, I'm your host, was joined, as always, my co-host, Coomsey down in Melbourne. Coomsey, mate, round two, we've got a little bit to talk about in this episode. Looking forward to more footy. Yeah, very full slate this weekend. Also, you got the um, AFL start kicking back, so there'll be even more sport on TV and... Um yeah, just very good part of the year to be a part of now. Yeah. Next six months is a lonely time for to have a um, partner. <laughs> I think the the conversations are going to be very limited in between in between sports anyway. But yeah, you did mention that it is going to be a very very big period this weekend. We've got, like you mentioned, we've got NRL, we've got AFL. March Madness is back this weekend in America. We've got NBA going on. NFL free agencies kicked off today. We've got a lot to talk about, but as per usual, we'll go through our main sport, the rugby league. We're into round two. We'll go through each preview of each game. We'll probably quick fire rounds because obviously we don't want to be here all night talking about it. So we'll start off Thursday evening, Parramatta versus Melbourne at Bank West in Sydney. The Storm are six-point favourites. The over-under is 37.5 points. No real massive changes for either side from round one. Um, I think the Storm, they've stayed unchanged. Same, actually same for the Parramatta Eels. I like Melbourne again. I'm probably going to tip them, probably give them the points also. I'm going to go Melbourne and I'm going to go the over. Parramatta are leaky as hell against a good, let's just say a good Brisbane attack. So everyone's bagging Brisbane, but like, you make the opposition play the way you did it. Brisbane were very good in defence in that first half. You look at that first half performance from the Broncos and then you put that up against the first half performance of the Storm last week. Parramatta will probably let in at least 30 if they play the yeah. exact same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. The defence even looks shaky in the second half. So I'd probably easy the points are here, but it's too hard to pick with the line and the points. Um, um, the 1 to 13. So I'm just going to go Melbourne head to head. Melbourne um, head. Storm, um, the points, and I'm going to go Blake Ferguson to get another pie. Blake Ferguson, anytime? Yeah, anytime, yeah. Yeah, Blake Ferguson. You you were saying off, Mike, he's due for a big year. He had a few. Yeah, he, he had, had a, a few- year of one. He had one try last year. I think, I think this is another contract year, so he always does turn up to get some. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so too. I'm not going to go any time try scorer in this game, I don't think. I tried it last week and just wasn't my luck. I'm going to give Melbourne the points. I'm going to give him the try head start. I'm probably going to go the over also. Um, yeah, because I can see the Storm just going absolutely ballistic uh, against Parramatta. We move to Friday night football. The early match starting at 5 o'clock down at Gosford is the New Zealand slash Central Coast Warriors versus the Newcastle Knights. Knights are a point and a half favorite with the over-under at 38 and a half points. Only massive change for either side is Ewan Aiken, who is unfortunately out for a number of months now with, I think it was an ankle injury. Syndemosis. Ah, the old Syndemosis got him. Yeah, he pulled up a bit lame. So 
I, I was expecting Bradman best to be actually out for this game because it appeared that Anchor he had... Man. Yeah, Anchor Man. They've both been named Man at six and Bradman best in the centres. So uh, replacing Ewan Aiken in the centres for the Warriors is Adam Pompey. Other than that, the Warriors r- remain unchanged. Um, same for the Knights, essentially. So... Mate, who you got have in this game? I've tipped the, uh, the Knights in the tipping comp, but I'm not too sure. Um, I'm going to go the Wazers right here. Pick a little bit of an upset. Warriors, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to eat some whole pie and say I didn't. I was very surprised and by their performance last week, and I can see it happening again. They get they're going to probably rattle off some wins off the start, and then. We'll see what happens in the middle of the season. But, yeah, I'm going to go the Warriors, the uh, minus one and a half, the ultimate line. No, you're going, to go, you're going to give them the actual points. You're giving them one and a half start. So, yeah, no, the no, Knights... No, no, I'm going, I'm going alternate line. Oh, you're going the opposite way, right. Yeah, I'm going to go the, alter, the opposite way. And then um, I'll probably say the poor... I'm going to go the under because their defense looked very good on the weekend. Yeah, I, you're right in the sense that I think we underestimated the Warriors. I've still tipped them to take the spoon, but I also was in the hype train of the Titans being good this year after their couple of big signings. Mate, I'm probably going to stick with the Knights. I'm going to give them a point and a half start. They put on some pretty good tries last week. Again, a pretty like under underman dogs team, essentially. So I'm probably going to go Newcastle there. Uh, over under, like you mentioned, the defense might be good, but I might... Actually, yeah, I'll stick with the under with that also. I think the Warriors' defense was very, very good last week against some pretty pretty rubbish Titans attack. Like, they couldn't string a tracking scent together, but their defense held up on the line a lot. So, no, I like that. Any Anytime try scorers, any any props you like in that game? Bradman Best again. Bradman He's Best? He's on a hot streak. He had, what, he had eight tries at 11 games last year. Yeah, he he seems to find the line. If he gets put in through a hole pretty easily, he can. He's pretty hard to stop. So, not a bad, not a bad bet. I'm still sticking with my tip of Newcastle, the points and the under. We move to the late game, Friday evening down the M1 at Seabus Super Stadium is the Gold Coast Titans versus our Brisbane Broncos. We're gonna walk so, away with a Queensland winner. We're going to have a Queensland winner round two. How how good. Uh, the two, there's only two real major ins and outs. Uh, obviously, Matthew Lodge uh, injured his hamstring last week. Don't unsure on time frame with that because I think it is the same hammy he has injured before. Uh, the, the shuffle has been Tom Flegler has come from the bench into the starting side to partner Tavita in the front row. Uh, Reese Kennedy, your boy. Is on the bench this weekend, and for the Titans, Brian Kelly, who is yeah, Brian Kelly's out with uh, I can't remember. I think it might have been a leg injury, but he has been replaced by Philip Sammy, who surprisingly wasn't in the site last week, even though he was a Queensland representative. Now this is where I'm a little bit disrespected because they've given the Titans a seven and a half point favoritism oh, here. Fuck that! I'm taking the Broncos at an alternate line. I'm going to find it out right now on Sportsbet. Yeah, no, I, I think the, I think giving them a oh, try. I think there's a lot of disrespect um, towards the Broncos going to oh. be with the bookmakers this year, and not a bad time to get on the boys. Yeah, not at all. But I, I'm going to go the Broncos seven and a half points start. Like that's just way too easy, especially after they came out of the blocks last week. And the Titans, 
everybody jumped on the Titans to be better this year, but surprisingly... I'm going to take the Broncos at minus four and a half. Four. Minus four. Minus right. four for four dollars. Not bad. So that's not a bad shout for Brisbane. The over-under is 41 and a half. I can see points flowing. However, yeah. however, weather is going to play a factor. It has been raining nonstop today on Wednesday and there's seven we days. We are pl- where, where? I told you, Seabus, we're down to the Gold Coast. I was just switched off and I was betting. <laughs> <laughs> no, so they're down in the Gold Coast, but it's been raining all day up here in Brisbane and the forecast for the rest of the next seven days is like 70% chance of rain between 20 and 40 mils. So That doesn't really transit. Like We've, no. seen, you've, we've always seen open games in the rain. We have, but not, I just I just don't see it's it. It's not because the old days of the leather ball where you could barely catch it. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but at the end of the day, I can't see if one team's going to smash a team. Like, I can't see the Titans putting in twenty points. I can't see I, the Broncos putting yeah. above twenty points. Seabus doesn't drain like Suncorp. That's yeah. Now that's not yeah. I see your logic now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'm just I'm just giving the, you facts, mate. It's the under. It's the under. Yeah, I, I think it's the under. Like. I, I said it in a group chat. I think any Queensland Cup game, which is also happening this weekend, I, any Brisbane-based Q Cup game is going to be an under. I, I just don't see points flowing in the Q Cup, even though defense really isn't a thing there. But yeah, I'm going I'm to give Broncos a seven and a half point start. Like that's just money for jam. Uh, the under seems too high. Forty-one and a half points for me just isn't there. Yeah. So I'm, I've given you the old line of negative four. You've given them favoritism in your for four dollars. I'm like. They showed enough. They showed enough last week and one half for me to start really giving me hope for optimism. Oh, I was I after at half time. I was already celebrating, which I sh- probably shouldn't have done. Like it, it really. But I've never felt so injuries, bad after a football three game. Three is bloody hard to come to play a half. Oh, a hundred percent. Ben Teo at 33, 32, 30, between thirty-two and thirty-four, playing in the centres, rotating with Alex Glenn. Your prop was only given two minutes break. Mm. Um, but interesting little fact out of this last week is do you see who the fastest players are in the comp now? The fastest man alive isn't Josh Haddocar. It's Jordan Saab from the Manly Sea Eagles. Brandon. Brandon Saab. Brandon Saab. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You know you know who is actually the fastest? It's Harry at the Corso from Manly who beat Tommy Turbo. He'd be running around the same speed, man. No, no, no. I've got... Um, Surprisingly, in the top four of speeds last week, old guns, Ricky. <laughs> really? Yeah, I actually haven't seen four kilometers an hour. Oh, there you go. Not bad at all. I think the bigger biggest thing for the Broncos this week too is that Xavier Coates is back from his neck. Like that was a really terrible look for him. And Asiad is back from his burner too, which is really and he was good. Having a great um, debut too. Yeah, not. I think the Broncos in a canter here. I'll give them the points, but I reckon they'll win outright too, so that's fine. We will move to the Sunday. Oh, on the Sunday. Jesus, jump today. Saturday. Even like We're on fire for this. Like Just bring on the weekend, seriously. Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs versus the Penrith Panthers out of Bank West. Not Stadium Australia at Bank West. It's at 2 o'clock Queensland time. The Panthers are the heavily favorite 16.5-point start. Over-under is 41 and a half. I just feel you have to give the Bulldogs 16 and a half points, and I, I think they can cover that. I think they with the spread, they'll be fine. I'd go that, and I'd probably keep it, be, be 
play dangerous have the over? I've, I don't know about the over. I can't see points in Pan- Canterbury, but I can see it in Panthers. So, yeah, what, 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 <laughs> what's the over at? Forty-two or something? Forty-one and a half. Oh, so. Like the Panthers only scored twenty four against a pretty. Nah, fuck it, I'm gonna go it. I'm gonna, gonna go, go the um, yeah. The over. You're taking the Bulldogs points. I'm assuming. Bulldogs points. Yep, and I'm gonna give any time try scorer to Brian Toa on the wing. Brian Toa. Actually, what speaking of characters, he is not. Uh, him and Jerome Luai are up there as some of the best characters yeah. in the game at the moment. And Big Boy Season. Who was that for the Panthers? Big Boy Season. I have no idea. He goes, oh, this is for all the big boy season. Oh, um, big man season. Yeah, yeah, big man season. Not much, uh, not much doing with the team list. I think they remain the same from last week. Yeah, no real major ins or outs. Obviously, they've got the extended bench with Matt Burton, surprisingly, on the extended bench for Panthers when he apparently he should be on the other side of the fence. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the Panthers win this, but I think 16 and a half is a lot to give to a team that wasn't attackingly Bad. that good. Yeah, they weren't good last week. And, like, you can't really... Like, the Dogs showed a lot more fight than, let's say, Manly did. Right. And they Manly showed more, w- promise, more promise in attack as well than Dragons. So, yeah, I'm, the Dogs are going to... As we said in the, our season preview, the Dogs will surprise. Yeah, I, I do. I do want to apologise. There is a change. Jerry Marshall King's back from a foot injury. Uh, Bradley Dites, who debuted last week, is uh, he's gone. I think. I think he's actually back on the bench. On the, he's actually on the extended bench. There you go. So there you go. Um, yeah, not much to say about this game. I find it weird they're at Bank West, but I sort of understand it at the same time because Stadium Australia is not going to pack out for that. Whereas Bank West is a sort of good little suburban. Stadium to actually get a few fans there, which would be good. Now, this is the game. I think this is a is, is a mortal lock for an under. The, Not over. No, I don't know. With Lotto Lamb being the fucking dump, it is. So the Manly Seagulls versus the like South. Sydney. I do, I don't. I don't. South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, four o'clock. Four thirty. Sorry, in Queensland, Rabbitohs are ten and a half point favourites with the over under at. Forty-one okay. and a half points. Um, Manly, um, South Sydney plus thirteen. The over and Alex Johnson to continue the try-scoring ways. Oh, Jesus. Well, Alex Johnson, I, I like. Like he's basically on track to take the all-time record. With he's only twenty-five, twenty-six, and he's on pace to break it within seven or eight years if he remains healthy. Yeah. So that's not too bad. Also, it changes Josh Mansour out this week. Which I think is a like it's not the worst thing in the world. To be fair, I'm pretty sure they brought him in for meters, but he was hopeless last week against um, Melbourne. Other than that, um, Seagulls. Andrew Davy goes into the starting side. Jack Gold uh, Jetski goes to the bench. You've got Morgan Boyle, who is out of the man, twenty man twenty one man squad. Yeah, so Josh Mansour and Jacob Host actually drop out of the 17. Jackson Paulo's in on the wing, and Keon Colomantungi uh, taking their places in the starting side. Patrick Margo is the new face on the South bench. Um, you went. I've got a quick did, bit of news for you, Manly. Did you know they signed a hooker today? Oh, God, who? Carl Lawton, but it's not available to round 12. I did actually see him get. <laughs> I did see him get released by the Warriors. I thought he had an ACL injury. 
Yeah, no, Achilles injury, but he's, he's been already signed by the Steagles and not available to round 12 at the earliest. One of the biggest things for me is Kay Cust. Like, Kay Cust is on the 14 this week, but he's behind Lachlan Croker, who I don't think is a nine. I think Cust is, a, like, he can be a proven, like, utility in that position, but I don't follow Manly enough to notice. Um, did you say you're taking the Rabbits' point, um, favoritism? Yeah, Ten and a half? Right. No, Rabbits, uh, Rabbits with the big win, little win at 13 plus. 13 um, plus. Over and Alex Johnson to score a try. Right. I'm probably going to just give the point. I'm just going to go 10 and a half uh, for the Rabbits and I'm still going to go the under. Like, it's ra- it's been I raining down in Sydney too. Fucking chewing them up. That defense was yeah. leaked. Kieran Foran had eight tries go down his side. Yeah, and he's in the starting side again this week. You don't, so. think, you don't think Wayne Bennett took notice of that this week? No. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne, apparently, Wayne Bennett's been salting the earth of Newcastle Knights fans this week too. I don't know how, but he, they just he, he lives rent-free in their head. Anyway, so yeah, that's the that's the four thirty Queensland five thirty New South Wales game. The main event for Super Saturday. Hopefully, it's a bit better this week. It was a bit um da- like a bit dour last week. We got the North Queensland Cowboys versus the St George Illawarra Dragons up there at the new stadium, the Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. You've got the Cows at five and a half point favourites. Over under is forty three and a half. Oh boy, I, there's not there's not too. I don't think any either side has changed too much. Like I think they're pretty much they're very much similar to last week. There's not really many ins and outs. Uh, except for Adam, obviously Corey Norman comes into the six. Adam Clune goes to the extended bench, which I think Clune had a pretty good game last week. But it is what it is. You've got Norman there, even though he's a nutcase. Yeah, like, uh, what's your picks for this one? Um, I am tipping the cows. I don't know if I'm going to give them the five and a half start though. I'm st- I'm still tossing that up at the moment. I might it might be a game time decision. But I definitely think the Cows are like they they played okay last week. They just got beaten by a very very good Panthers side, who are going to be pretty pretty much a handful all year. I'm going to go the over. That I think oh, really, I think there's going to be points. I think the Cowboys are going to. You know, I reckon you're going to see a different Jay Clifford this week. He always I, seems to play better back up in the north. Yeah, I'd hope so too. I hope so too. Like I, I reckon they're just going to. I reckon they'll blow the, blow the dragons out of the water this week. Yeah, well, oh, big statement. But what you know, I had a big game from Jason Tamalolo this week. JT is the pick. So, what are you going? Cow, cows by what? Cows by uh, 13. Oh, no, 1 to 12. You're going to go 1 to 12 on the cows, yeah. Um, the over. Over. Any try and scorers? I'm going to go two fouls on home. Two tries. Yeah. Jeez, that that's a hot take. He's he's feeling himself tonight. Here we go. Two tries for Valentine. I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit on the hammer or hammer, hammer um for Doe. Yeah, I can't I can't even say it. God, that's terrible. Tabal for Doe, Hammersy. Whatever his name is, I'm sprinkling any time try score for the hammer. It's going to be fantastic when he breaks away and just burns the St. George defense. But it should be a good night up in Townsville. I think it's still going to be wet up there. It's like, it seems like Queensland is just covered by a massive... It's a lot of this year for you up there. Yeah, so hopefully a bit well, of greeny. Well, down here, we've had three days of over 30 degrees all summer. Oh, 
and now the, um, the good weather's finally coming in at middle of March. Those would have been some nice days, those those three or four days of thirty degree weather. Oh, it's fucking horrible because it's just you w- dry air. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. Have, oh, well, you wouldn't have froze at Urban Surf. Nah. Oh, I still wear the wetsuit because it's still fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, last two games on the Sunday. We head out to Campbelltown. West Tigers versus the Sydney City Roosters. Chooks a favourite as 10.5 point favourites over under 42.5. This seems like a pretty sure thing like last week. I think West, they weren't the best against the Raiders. Uh, but I'm going to give the Chooks the points and I'm going to go the over. Like it's just yeah. and, and it's Brett Morris and, Bre- and Brett Morris anytime. Like I feel that's just a thing at the moment. That or Josh Morris, one or two. Well, he's just going to keep breaking try scoring records. Yeah. Like it's just going to happen. Like it's just just bow down to it. The big news is Sam Walker could be making a debut this week. That's he, what keeps coming out. He is named in the twenty-one man squad. So Lachlan Lamb is still at six. Luke Keary at seven. Freddie Lussick comes into the nine four. Yeah. Uh, ja- in Jacob. Jacob, Jake friend, Jacob. I don't think anybody's calling Jacob. Aaron Kieran's also out with a wrist injury. It was like six to eight weeks. Yeah, it's talking about play Lachlan Lamb to um, give Freddie Lusick a bit of a breather. Then that's how they're going to slowly integrate Sam Walker into the first grade team. Which is that's why the Roosters are at the moment. I still. Shitting on the Broncos at the moment. Oh yeah, no, I get that. Um, so you're taking the chooks, I'm assuming. Hundred <laughs> percent. The mortal, the mortal. <laughs> it hurts me inside. Yeah, I know. It, like, there's going to be a couple of listeners that do listen that are going to be thinking it's about time. But like in this game, if we had to pick someone, like it's the chooks. Like the West Tigers, like. The fans on Twitter for the West Tigers last week, bar one or two, who are actually pretty decent, uh, they were just like calling for blood for James Roberts. It's like, why sign him with bloody injuries? You know he wasn't good, so why sign him? It's like, because did you not see him blitz the Roosters with the Broncos years ago? Like, the bloke has it still. Rabbits once in his little quick side of the time the Titans. Exactly. When his body's right, no one's quicker than him. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so you go on the Chooks, you go on 13 plus? No, I'm going to go one of 12. The Tigers stayed in against, um, there against the Raiders last week. You go, you go on the over, I'm assuming, too? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Life's too short. Life's too short not to bet the I'll over, mate. <laughs> uh, overs means a fun game. It just means points. It means tries. It's yeah, fine. If you're, not a fan, if you're not a fan of the team, you just che- you're cheering for um, points. That's my yeah. theory on it. Yeah, very true. Last game of the round, uh, Sharks versus Raiders, Cogra Oval or Nostrada Jubilee, as they call it now. How the fuck the Sharks get in this shit game every time? Uh, The Sunday 5 o'clock game. Very been the bloody 2 o'clock Sunday game. Uh, The one one we all just turn up to the pub halfway through uh, halftime on. (laughs) I have no idea. Um only major out for the Sharks is Jesse Ramey with the early guilty plea for his stupid high tackle last week on Dufty. He's missing three games. Uh, I think they've put Moane Hiroti into the centres. Obviously, that's the only change. Uh, size still says is the same. Andrew Fafita is still on the outer. He's still on the 21, 20 jersey. 
Raiders look pretty good. Raiders are favourite at six and a half, and the over under is forty that. and a half. Yeah, they'll cover that. No worries. I'm going the Raiders. The Dragon, like as much as praise the Sharks got, they will play in the Dragons, and we're going to see by the end of the year. Dragons really, they're going to be the South Sydney of the nine, early early two thousands. Yeah. Uh, with Raiders too, though, with their late, like they were very slow to start. I'm not too sure if they'll like fix that this week. I'm going to take the under on the 40 and a half. I just don't see both teams going like toe to toe. I think the Raiders are going to cover the spread, no worries. Um, yeah, and I'm probably going to put a little. I'm going to put a sprinkle on a guy that had a pretty big week last week. Old Sebastian Chris for the Raiders. Go put him on for any time try score. I think he like he looked in really really good nick. I'm going to go Elliot Whitehead. For right. any time, the big man. He's good. I love. I like Whitehead, and it's something to do with like English second rowers. They just seem very, very likable. Yeah, just we don't, you don't need to bring the backs out. Just bring the second rowers. I think they. I think the second. I think the forwards of the English in the English game like coming down here more because I think it's a bit more tougher. Yeah. No, I think. I think the obviously the quality is a lot different. There's a different style of play it's with the Super back. League. Back style play in the Super League, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's more points to be had in the Super League, definitely. Yeah. Um, you're going the Raiders. Yep. Raiders are uh, the under because just the Sharks played miserable football. They still they're still coached by Shane Finnegan as much as John Morris is there. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Full full much. Like funny yeah. So they just I'll just turn into an arm wrestle if they if they're going, not doing well, they'll start giving away shitty six again tap things because knowing they're not going to get done from rock infringements now. Yeah. So that's round two. Holy boy. To be honest, I've taken every away team bar the Cowboys. Mm. Yeah. Like, you, you think about it. The away sides this week are Melbourne, Newcastle, Brisbane, Penrith, the Rabbitohs, St. George, Sydney Roosters, and the Raiders. So the I've only team. Home teams. Who was who your second home team? Um, the mighty New Zealand Warriors. Ah, uh, you took the Warriors. I'm taking the War. I don't think I'm taking the. I took the Knights, and I'm taking the Knights because I think I think they might. It's got too much firepower for them. But round two in the books, mate. We'll t- we'll stick a little bit further with NRL. We'll, we touched on it br- briefly in I think it was my ugly segment on the Monday sh- uh, episode. There was obviously fallout. We were recording during this time. There was an interview after the sun, the late Sunday game. Uh, Brian Fletcher interviewing, doing his usual shtick on the Matty Johns show. Uh, Toby Rudolph was quoted, obviously saying, "What are you going to do after the game?" So having a thousand beers and pulling something, obviously, has not gone over very, very well with the general public. Uh, Rudolph did get a warning from uh, the NRL. They didn't find him. They didn't suspend him or anything like that, just to be careful with what he says going forward. I, I, I don't know, mate. It's, it's just bad. Like, Brian Fletcher is notorious for setting up. And there's a lot of, like, it's a bad timing on behalf of, like, the March for Justice um, marches that happened on Monday. Yeah. And, yeah, you can't say that type of stuff in this environment. And we're not defending toxic masculinity by any chance, but we do want to see some characters, and that's just a character answer. Like, if you listen to the full interview afterwards, he goes, no, 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 I'll be doing my ice baths, rah, rah, rah. It's all, then, about, all about yeah, context. All contact. And as I said to you, there was something said later on in that interview that really should have been poked out a lot yeah. of, before, but, yeah. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of protection on the other side of it, whereas it's just outrageous clickbait. It's yeah, yeah like like we like you said, it's it's not as if defending toxic masculinity. We're in a very delicate situation in society where like all these protests are happening, yeah. and we, like you do have to be careful what you say. But like like it is the five percent that take it out of context and really just run with it. Yeah. It's the same. It was the same for the Junior Paulo uh, incident with the gorilla emoji on Friday night from the NRL uh, social media handles. Paulo came out a bit later on. He said, "I wasn't embarrassed by it. I wasn't offended by it. But that's just me, and I can understand." Mm. And, it, and, and it just comes down to context. And obviously, you're not going to impress or make everybody happy. But I can definitely see in the current landscape of the society what like why it would happen. So, but yeah, like. I wouldn't drink a thousand beers at Northies anyway. It's a shit pub. Yeah, he probably wasn't even going there. He'd be, he'd be going somewhere else. Let's let's be honest. Do sharks players drink in the Shire anymore? I don't know. We'd have to we'd have to go to our man in Cronulla. Um, but yeah, like it's just taken out of context. With the like, they'd probably have a couple of beers after the game. But everything is so focused on recovery these days. Like, yeah, I think just taken out of context, but. It is what it is with it's how it is. Like Cameron Murray, um, not Cameron Murray, Cam Munster, um, he had a very funny joke the other day. Then you have Brand Smith calling, uh, calling Cam Munster out for his weight turning up to preseason. That's what you want. You want guys to, like, they're relatable, like, they're relatable to us. They, have, they still have jokes and stuff. They're not just mindless robots, as you see in some professional sports. You want to have characters. You do want to have a, to have a personality, and you also want to have a voice when when it matters in life. Oh, like th- that's the thing. Like you see it in American sports with having the platform. Like LeBron James goes on and about it all the time. It's like like shut up and dribble from that news anchor to him. He's just like, no, I have a platform. I'm going to talk about it. It's the same in this scenario on a smaller scale, but it's the exact same like mentality. It's like if you're in society and you're seen all the time. And you've got the power to actually talk on certain issues. Like, why not? In a way, like, yeah, it, it is what it is. We'll leave it at that because it is quite serious. We'll, and we've got a few other things to touch on. One last thing with the NRL: the West Tigers have pulled a new major sponsor, Hertz. As in, that's going to hurt so bad when they get the ninth. <laughs> they're going to get ninth again. <laughs> Yeah, so Hertz, Hertz car hire have come on board with the West Tigers. That was a very late news story. I thought that was quite funny. Some of the jokes have been thrown about yeah, for that. That's very good. Thank you. I will take that to the grave, mate. We'll head overseas. We've got a couple of things uh, with some other American sport. Let's start with the NFL free agency. Now, holy shit, did this start off with a bang. Players were flying everywhere. Adam Schefter's Twitter was blowing up crazily with all the different players moving. I've picked out a few notable ones from the first day of free agency. We had Brian uh, Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick going from Miami to Washington football team. So he's going there on, I think, a one-year deal. Yeah. So not G- bad. Ginger Pet. Ginger Pants, Andy Dalton's going to the Cowboys. Um, the the Bears. Bears. Um, someone else signed for the Dolphins today. I'm trying to remember. That was a quarterback. Another quarterback. 
Yeah. Oh, I'll have to look it up, but it was it was mental. Um, another big one for me anyway, because he was a Denver Bronco for a long, long time. Emmanuel Sanders is going from the Saints to the Buffalo Bills, which I think is a fantastic pickup for the Bills in that offensive core. Um, other than that, Aaron Jones re-signed with the Packers. Like, so that'll be pretty good. Like they're gonna, they think they're gonna pay out um, Aaron Jones, um, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers again. But yeah, I think Tyrod Taylor. He also signed, I think, with the Texans. So yeah, um, the Chiefs picked up a new um, guard, uh, left ta- left or right tackle to give Patrick Mahomes some protection. I think they picked up um, someone from the Patriots. Oh, speaking of your team, the Patriots, they've just gone ballistic with free agency. They've picked up two tight ends, I think a wide receiver, I think some offensive line. Yeah, you you alluded to it before. You think, oh, there we go, to the Miami Dolphins, former Colts QB, Jacoby Brissett. The man makes the world flat. Oh, that just makes me sad. God damn it. Oh, Jesus. Also, the Jags picked up a lines of wide receiver Marvin Jones for two years, which is good. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. I think New England are up to something. They also re-signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal again. Yeah, I think. With, I think. Yeah, I think I, the Patriots are going to pick up one of the quarterbacks who one of these teams may. Patriots might pick up a Sam Darnold type. I honestly still you can't believe see him wanting to sit behind and be QB two. No, I honestly think. Well, that's the, like you mentioned. They could like they resign Cam, but you could easily put him into a trade deal somehow. Mm. Like obviously, Cam Newton is not the Cam Newton from MVP year two thousand and fifteen, like where he was just lighting up the league. I still think the Patriots are going to go after Mac Jones for some reason from Alabama. I just I have this feeling. He, I just he's have this pro- feeling. The, yeah. Nick Saban and Bill Palachek would have been on the phone planning this. Uh, because there's it, news out of like college that the receivers enjoyed catching the balls from Mac Jones more than they did from two attackers of the art lower. Yeah. like the So in the mock drafts from what I've read, the two, the, obviously Jalen Wardle and De- Devonta Smith, the two Alabama wide receivers, they're going back to back. I think one's going to Philly, the other one's going somewhere else. Um, I think... Uh, Titans, I think it was. Anyway, but yeah, like apparently, yeah, Mac Jones, like he was, he was third string behind. I think it was, um, it was Tua, and there's the guy from Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts. He was behind them at his freshman year. Obviously, Hurts went to Oklahoma, and then Tua took over. Oh, Tua was the starter after he took over from Jalen Hurts. But yeah, like. Free agency is... I, I still can't get my head around free agency. I think it's just such a wild time. And considering that there's still one massive piece on the board, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Like, like he's still... That's a trade piece. And there's... Yeah. There, well, with, with the draft coming up, some teams are either going to A, trade up for him and go for broke. Hopefully, Patriots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just like... Free agency sounds like so good. NRL doesn't really work. We, it's just an all shit fight to signing players. AFL have it, but they have a weird one where if you sign a free agent, you have to give away a compensation and a draft pick, which is not really free agency. Yeah. So 
I don't think NRL's done by the trade. Like, that's the thing. Like, players are signing contracts for next year. Like, what's the point? Like, Matt Burton is a prime example of that. The bloke's probably not going to play any games at NRL unless there's massive injuries at Penrith. Or massive form, but I don't think even form, they'll go somewhere else. Yeah, it's just like, but everyone, every year that NRL draft question comes up, and do we have the talent to have a draft? Not so, not really. A draft would not ha- not work in the NRL, unfortunately. There's just too much talent spread out everywhere. You can't really combine you don't have it. There's a second like re- reserve grade. There's not really a nationwide reserve grade comp. Um, they tried that. It did, they tried that. It just turned into an like it was just all attack, no defense with the twenties. Twenties, twenties was glorified touch football. And look, like you see on certain sites where they have the twenties on twenties team of the year, and some of them they never made it. Even got out of um, other twenties. Matt Mundine, who played for the Broncos, never made a. Um, yeah, no, it's the same as a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of players that play 20s thinking they're big deal, and they just they're gone. Like they just end up, they just into obscurity. Uh, to finish up with NFL, we didn't touch on it because he actually retired the day of the pod dropping. But Drew Brees, after I think it was 20 years in the NFL, called it quits, retired. Jeez. Kids did so, it for him with a video, which was nice. Like nice, nice. Well, I sort of had an inkling after they got beaten by the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just to go over Drew Brees' career, obviously got drafted by San Diego, went to New Orleans. He he leaves the NFL as the first ever eighty thousand yard passer in league history. That's probably going to get passed by Brady next season. So he's number one currently. He had twelve consecutive seasons of four thousand plus passing yards. He had 12 5,000-yard passing yards. Oh, actually, no, there's 12 in the whole history of the NFL, and Brees has five of them. So that's just incredible. Uh, he's got. I think he's, first, he's the first player to get to 7,000 completions. He had 54 consecutive games with a TD. Most TDs in a game was seven. He holds the record with Foles and Ma- Manning, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he's just unbelievable. He's trailing Brady in actual passing touchdowns, which he can't obviously beat now. Consecutive seasons, thirty plus touchdowns. He had nine. Like he, Hall of yeah. Famer, Hall of Famer. Maybe going on maybe yeah, one or two Famer. years, but uh, it, yeah. once he serves his eligibility period, he's first ballot with ease. Oh, easy. Like you, it's the same as Phil Rivers in a way. Like the stats. Like obviously, Breeze ended up getting the Super Bowl for New Orleans back in 09 nine. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Philip Rivers is the exact same in a way. Like he was just there he with stats. Have the credentials, the, yeah, um, yeah. Like he's awards. got the pro, he's got the Pro Bowls and everything like that. But he's got the stats. It'll be the same for Matt Stafford in a, like a rubbish yeah. Detroit team. Hopefully, he gets somewhere with LA. But yeah, it's it's like a conversation. Like, do certain players should they be Hall of Fame earlier? Like they've had the chat with the Billy Slater and the Cam Cameron Smith because they're scared that they won't be two players from the same club being immortalized yeah no like and i feel like drew Brees is going to be in new orleans obviously post career he's done so much for that city after hurricane katrina had hit them back in 2005 like that was a city on its knees essentially and the american he rescued them he rescued the like he rescued the city from like basically tearing itself apart Mm. and yeah and you don't you don't talk about other players that have that kind of like connection to a city. Like most players these days, they're not one and done. 
But it's and even though he was drafted by San Diego and had a season or two there, like he was New Orleans through and through. Yeah. So happy retirement to Drew Brees. It's good to see him go out. A bit unfortunate he didn't go out on his terms, but that's what happens in professional sports. Not usually the case. I have one more. To- actually, I've got two more topics. It would be wrong of us not to actually talk about any AFL fixtures. Going to not lie about it. I don't know. We who's just do a quick run through. Yeah, I've got the I've got the fixtures up here. So Thursday evening, the kicks all off. We've got Richmond Tigers against Carlton at the G. Richmond. Richmond. Yeah, cool. Yep. All right. So Friday, we've got Collingwood versus the Bulldogs at the MCG. Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm going the Bulldogs too. Saturday looks like an absolute treat. There's four games of football. You got the Melbourne Football Club against the Fremantle Dockers at the G. Days. I'm going to go the Dockers. I'm going to go the upset. Oh, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> no, nah, go, the, go the West Coast. Uh, <laughs> uh, second game. These, on the s- these probably little mate Chaz. <laughs> uh, second game at 335 uh, or 235 in Queensland. You've got the Adelaide Crows against the Geelong Cats at the Adelaide Oval. Cats. Cats, yeah. That's cool. Well, that's an easy pick then. And the then wood, two- this is, could be the wooden spoon, the battle of the wooden spoon. What, Essendon and the Hawks? Yeah, that's the talk down here. Really? Yeah, the right. poos and wees in the, in the win over the drug cheats. Oh, there we go. Fantastic. At Marvel, I'll go the Hawks because they had a good side once. Uh, then the main event on Saturday evening, playing around the same time, is the Brisbane Lions versus the Sydney Swans. Lions, baby. Lions. Lions all day of the week. They're, they're heavily favorited too, but... Sydney have got Buddy Franklin back in his big contract year, I heard. So. Yeah, 1.5. That's a lot of cash. You would, you would want to kick a lot of goals. No, you would hope. Sunday has three games. you got North Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. Holy shit, more North Adelaide Port. at $5.10. You going Port? Yeah, Port. Yeah, cool, Port. <laughs> uh, $2.20, you got the GWS Giants versus St. Kilda at Giant Stadium. Yep, St. Kilda seem to be on the rise this year, which is good. I've heard a lot of good things about them, even though the Giants are favourites. Uh, and the last game of the round, you've got West Coast versus the Gold Coast Suns over at Optus in WA. Jeez, upset. That's West Coast. No, no, I'm no yeah, let's go upset. Let's go on upset. Round yeah. one upset. I'm Suns. going upset. I'm going the Suns. Why not? Four, four. Yeah, upset. upset. <laughs> last but not least, and... This is going to... I think this actual sport... Well, actually, college basketball is well-known everywhere, but I feel like March Madness is something that's glossed over in the Australian culture. Do you know much about March Madness? No. All I know is is, um, basketball. Holy shit is probably the four best days of the year gambling. That's all I can say. March Madness is the college basketball bracket of 64 teams that uh, obviously get graded through their season. This year has been com- com- uh, particularly strange because obviously COVID restrictions in America. Last year, the actual tournament got cancelled about a week out before it happened. Oh, like it kicks off Saturday morning here in Australia. It kicks, it's about two o'clock in the morning, but there's games wall to wall everywhere. This year, they're in a bubble at Indiana. There's there's absolute morals that are going to win, but yeah, if you're into game, if you're into watching bar- decent basketball, like the college game in America is fun to watch. But to start everybody off, I've got a little little multi. 
It's all the favourites from the one and two seeds in each region. I got Baylor at twenty six and a half points start. Like you think of these are big, these are big margins. You should see the teams they have to play at the sixteen seed. You got Baylor at twenty six and a half, Illinois twenty two and a half, Houston nineteen and a half, Alabama. Which is it's just unfair that they're good at football and basketball now. It's just bullshit. They're at sixteen and a half, and Iowa at fourteen and a half. Currently, that multi is at twenty three seventy. I'd put a little flutter on that, but. That's the whole beauty of this whole bracket. There's upsets. So only two years ago or two brackets ago, a 16 seed beat a one seed. It's 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 unbelievable. Once a team gets a roll, anything can happen in the in in the game. It's just the magic of the of the bracket, really. So I'm gonna go for the nine dollar fate nine dollar um, winner in Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan, so they were the hot favorite about three weeks ago. They've fallen off a cliff the last three weeks. I'm going Illinois. Um, They're the best team in college basketball in the country at the moment from all standards. Uh, They'll be Gonzaga in the national championship game. Gonzaga's undefeated going into the tournament. I reckon they'll run into an absolute brick wall in Illinois. So weird not seeing the usual suspects there. Your Kentucky, your Kansas, And and Duke. Well, Kansas is in there, and, but they're um, very low. North Carolina. North Carolina's in there. They're playing Wisconsin, but like they haven't been good. Like like I mentioned, it's been one of those years like Duke, who is usually a powerhouse, aren't there. They just had an state as well. Yeah, Michigan State are playing in though. They could potentially be in the bracket come Friday afternoon here in Australia. They have to beat U uh, UNCA? No, ULCA. ULCA, whatever it is. University of Los UCL. Angeles, California. UCLA. There we go. Yeah, we got there in the end. Fantastic. Um, But yeah, have a flutter. It'll be on KO. Like, jump on ESPN. There'll be a couple of games going. Like, it's... I remember being in Vegas for it. We had no idea what happened. Like, we rocked up there on a Thursday. There was nothing going on. Game started Friday. The actual sports books in Vegas were just completely packed because of gamblers. They just come from everywhere just to gamble. But yeah, keep an eye on that this weekend. But like we mentioned at the start of the episode, we've got a huge, huge week end of sport. You've got the NRL, AFL, NCAA basketball, NBA, Q Cups back, New South Wales Cups going on down south. Absolute – get on it. Actually, Golden Slipper Day? Golden Slipper Day. Oh, yeah. Biggest horse racing day of the year other than Melbourne Cup. Big, um, yeah, that's what the TAB has been advertising on. I might even try to throw some tips up I get from sources from work on our socials, so that might help. We'll see what we can do. We'll we'll try and help the local punter out. Yeah, that might be good. Other than that, mate, I think we've we've covered a fair bit. Yeah, we had a good run to not on heart. Play, I'm a bit injured tonight, but yeah. um, yeah. (laughs) This this is your flu game, isn't it? Yeah, this is my flu game. One of my many flu games. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, thanks again for listening, guys. As per usual, if you haven't subscribed as of yet, go do so over at Apple Podcasts. You can find us at Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, we will Only be there. Fans. No, no. We haven't started OnlyFans yet. That, we need to discuss that. <laughs> Uh, leave us a review. Leave pictures. us a five star. No, God fucking no. Uh, leave us a review. I leave us a five star. No. 
Oh, we've gone off the rails. We, we need to finish this. So anything anything in particular looking forward to the weekend, mate, or just looking forward to getting this tooth out? Well, I'm looking forward to the Broncos getting a W for the first time in nearly nine months. Um, That'd be nice. Just, just Broncos win would be really nice. Way to start because I'm going to be doing a bit of Renault's Friday night at home. So I'm probably going to have the game on while working. Fuck, I would love a W. It would be nice, yeah. That. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. But What's we'll, eat a dub. Eat a dub, yeah. The old James Winston eating W's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's another episode done and dusted. Thanks again for listening yeah. in, guys. We will be back on Monday morning with our round two recap and anything that has happened over the weekend. Until then, say goodbye, Coomzy. See you, guys. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs>